Welcome to the Noble Ape Podcast, Ape Reality. I'm Tom Barbelay, and it's been an awfully long time since I last recorded a podcast. I really have to apologise for this. My friend Gerald de Jung has just released a Darwin at Home podcast. He's had a slightly larger gap between his last podcast and the current one. Uh, but my excuses are varied, uh, but primarily relate to the fact that I've been doing a lot of actual Noble Ape source code development. And the background to this is... I don't know, probably about a month, maybe even six weeks ago, I tested the Noble Ape Simulation Coco compilation with regards to the new Slow Leopard operating system that Apple put out. And mysteriously, there was an OpenGL bug on the operating system end in Snow Leopard, which meant that the brain window in particular caused a kind of like a division by zero crash, which is just like an immediate shutdown crash, which really isn't particularly nice. Through some correspondence with Intel and Apple, uh, my friend George Warner and Justin Landon at Apple and Intel respectively, debugging various other correspondence, it became apparent that the particular Mac Mini that I own is susceptible to this bug. I'm not sure what other systems are susceptible to the bug as well, but I thought, well, this is my primary development machine, and if it doesn't work on my primary development machine, it's rather useless to me anyway. My plan has always been to change the graphics to the simulation anyway. So the initial step was to move the 8-brain window and the meters window into the main terrain viewing window and then basically maintain the map window as is. And through doing this implementation, it occurred to me that this was an ideal opportunity basically to do a number of changes. It just gave me an opportunity to edit the code because I was in a kind of hyper-code editing frame of mind. So far, the Cocoa implementation, the Carbon implementation, and, well, the Windows implementation is kind of halfway there, but the Cocoa and the Carbon implementation are pretty well up to speed with the way that they work. The Windows implementation need to change to two windows, but the two windows that are shown, the two windows, the color windows, are coming through in the right size. Finally fixed the 512 by 512 Windows issue associated with large color windows, so they work fine now. Of course I have to do the Linux version as well, and I haven't really considered that currently. I just want to get the Windows version and the Mac version up to speed. My plan was to release the version last weekend, which was the Thanksgiving weekend in the US. However, the Windows implementations just take a little bit more time. And my choice really this evening was to concentrate on that more or produce an ape reality. And my decision was to produce an ape reality, funnily enough. So I don't really know when the Windows version will be out or when they'll be actually released because I want to do the two of them together. In addition to this, obviously, all the documentation needs to change because, well, at least the introductory documentation that relates to, you know, you, you have a certain number of Windows when you start up. And I thought about actually redoing this quite dramatically. The wiki on SourceForge, the Novelate wiki on SourceForge, provides my current kind of musing development to that documentation because I think the... The user experience of Noblate, the way people interact with the simulation, get a sense of the simulation, is really set up in the early interactions. And I know I've talked about online help and these kind of things as part of the simulation. Really, I guess this is a stage that I should consider that seriously. However, there are just so many changes going into this version. I think this is probably going to be the most changed version of the Noblate simulation, probably going back at least three or four years. And I think some things, I've simplified some things. I think the multi-threading will be a lot easier to do. Uh, Intel is using a version of Noble Ape simulation currently. This was another motivator to actually get this Apple fixed done pronto so the Intel folk could continue to use the Noble Ape simulation. Interesting times, lots of development, but you may wonder what's actually happened about this writing, which I'm supposed to be doing in parallel, kind of documenting these changes. And obviously that's 
you know, that's had to stop. That's had to pause. I don't know whether I'll be able to make up for lost time in the remaining uh, month. But my feeling also, and this is some reflective feedback, I've been corresponding with Dick Gordon today, and my sense from doing the Nature Inspired Informatics book and also Divine Action Natural Selection is that uh, the two publishers that are involved with it just really weren't interested in promoting the books. Now, that being said, Nature Inspired Informatics are the, are the folks that I'm writing for currently, or I can't even think of the acronym Info World Science or something like that, or Science World Info, or maybe those are the Divine Action Natural Selection folk. In any case, uh, the publishers that I've worked with to date haven't really been interested in promoting their books, and although the price was right on Divine Action Natural Selection, my concern is really that the the two books I'm working on would need to be in that price range anyway. Put more time into the writing and then maybe start looking for another publisher in that kind of time frame. But I'm certainly very mindful with the cost and promotion elements uh, that I would like to have with at least one of these two books that I'm working on. So in addition to this, obviously, and we talk about time constraints in particular, uh, folks who listen to the Biota podcasts will be familiar with the launch of the Artificial Life Work Group that I started about a month ago. And I don't want to say it's a lukewarm situation currently, but I just get the impression that there are lots of people that are surveying the work group and not a lot of people are actually doing stuff in the work group. I appreciate a number of the special interest groups associated with the work group are really long-term projects, so I'm less fussed by that now. But I think, for example, a media special interest group is one that I've said, look, either you're going to be a part of this in terms of an active participant or really, you know... I can effectively do a lot of this by myself, but I'd like to do it with a group of people that were similarly motivated. But if I don't see that motivation, it really begs the question why that group is there specifically. The value special interest group is another one I feel along those lines, but it's something as well that I can put momentum through the uh, Biota Live podcast. So that's my plan currently. And in similar time frame also, I, I am now the chair of the International Game Developers Association Intellectual Property Rights Special Interest Group. And the remaining folk are lawyers, which is an interesting problem because having the remaining folk as lawyers in, in the, as a steering committee, which is basically four of us, and I'm the only non-lawyer of that group. And also those lawyers have identified the fact that a number of lawyers have joined the Intellectual Property Rights Special Interest Group because obviously games are still considered a, a new uh, territory for practices that want to pick up small developers or small companies. That's an interesting sideline. In addition to this, there's been much discussion in the podcasting community, and this is a recurring topic, the idea of actually charging money for podcasts, and it's something that I feel is completely reprehensible. Uh, one of the podcasts that I follow in the UK is moving towards this model, and I emailed the host in no uncertain terms saying, look, there are all these things that are there that are free already. Why would you want to develop an NPR-like relationship with your listening audience. There's a, a paradox for those that don't live in the US. There's a kind of NPR or um, PBS funding drive methodology, which exists in Canada as well. I, I give money annually to CKUT, which is a radio station in Canada uh, that puts on WeFunk, uh, a radio show and podcast that I've followed for seven, eight years now, and I do donate money to them. However, I'm not a particularly big fan of the funding drive method. I think the, my main concern with regards to the funding drive, particularly with regards to PBS and NPR here in the US, is that they get corporate sponsors and they never announce the people that have donated money, but they constantly advertise the corporate sponsors. 
And as far as I'm concerned, well, if they're going to advertise the corporate sponsors, they should get money from the corporate sponsors. And rather than a situation in the UK and elsewhere in the world where the government either taxes the population and takes them out tax and gives it uh, to public broadcasting or just awards annual grants, PBS and NPR need to seriously consider what they're actually doing and eliminate the funding drive as part of that. I mean, I think asking people, particularly in these current financial times, to donate money to causes that are getting substantial corporate sponsorship as well, I just think is morally reprehensible. And in the case of Biota, I actually genuinely enjoy what I'm doing, similarly with regards to Ape Reality, uh, Noble Ape in general. And I think the idea of monetizing your hobby, if I started asking people for money associated with Biota or Noble Ape or anything, it would just cheapen the whole experience as far as I'm concerned. And the fact that I'm donating it kind of gives this sense that this thing has value uh, which is greater than you know what could be donated basically it's an ongoing discussion with the podcasting community i I increasingly feel in the minority perhaps even mildly isolated with regards to this view Uh, but it's something i stick with and something i have to motivate i think it would be i basically made the decision under a couple of circumstances i've given money for podcasts where either equipment's been stolen or really excessive or, you know, just hard times related stories. However, in general, giving subscriptions of podcasts that have high-end equipment and these kind of things, I don't use any high-end equipment. I'm recording this on a, on a 30 US dollar USB mic, and when I record by it live or model rail radio, my other podcast, I use the telephone, and I design that basically to keep costs down so I can maximize the content. That's my thinking associated with charging money for podcasts. I wasn't thinking of actually editorialising this in a, in a biota live, but I wanted to put it out there anyway. So thank you very much for tuning into this ape reality. Maybe the last ape reality for the year. I'm actually saying that out loud, so it probably won't be the last ape reality for the year. But I mean, thank you very much for following this podcast through its many, many stops and starts. And there'll certainly be more in the new year. I was actually planning on recording some video of the new windows and these kind of things. Some kind of overview of what was coming in the Noble Ape simulation in the near future. So if you're interested in that, please get in contact with me, Tom, at NobleApe.com. Let me know you'd like more video footage, less video footage, more podcasts, less podcasts. Um, General topics and ideas, always welcome. I think, particularly with regards to this podcast series, because there are so many and I've covered so many topics, it's hard for me to think, oh, this is something that's particularly topical or this is something that I'd like to discuss. I really should start planning around that. When I started doing this podcast, I had almost a series-like notion that, you know, two podcasts would be associated with one topic and then one top podcast to another, more, probably a more technical topic, and then two more and then one more and two more. And really, this, this method is lost in terms of the length of time. I mean, if folks will remember, folks date back to the early podcasts, I was recording two or three eight realities a week at least over that period of time as opposed to one a month or one every other month. I need to find more topics associated with Novelape that I can talk on. I can talk at length on the number of topics associated with Novelape. Just finding those specific topics and recording podcasts that seem to be the current issue. So thank you very much for tuning into this podcast. Questions, comments, ideas, tom at Look forward to you tuning into the next podcast.